and Nick. Welcome to that Superhero Thing podcast, where we discuss the latest superhero and comic book movies and TV shows. I'm your host, Nick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Anthony. Hello. You all right? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you? I'm good. Quiet, quiet news week this week, wasn't it, Anthony? Can't, can't think of anything, anything uh, big that, that uh, happened this week. <laughs> I think I've weed like three times this week over the news, so... <laughs> That's not, that's not. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing and going into that into that much detail. <laughs> clearly, clearly, we're joking. We had finally the how many days is it? Probably 112 days now until Spider Man No Way Home. We've got a Spider Man No Way Home trailer. We will we will be discussing it in detail in this week's episode because we've got to, haven't we? We've got to. Yeah. So on this week's show, as well as the Spider Man No Way Home trailer discussion. We'll be breaking down all the latest comic book movie news, including rumours of another delay for Venom 2. It only just got delayed two weeks ago. Uh, Shang-Chi reviews and lots of new footage has come out at CinemaCon uh, in the US this week as well. We'll then be giving you a full breakdown and review of What If Episode 3 before discussing your thoughts and theories in this week's Podfans Assemble. This is also your spoiler warning. There will be spoilers and speculation throughout the episode. If you'd like to skip ahead to the What If Review or Podfans Assemble, we will put timestamps in the description as always. But before we get into comic book movie news, we've got our own news, haven't we, Anthony? We have indeed. We've talked about this. We've talked about it already. We are this week finally launching our Patreon channel. So it launches on Anthony's face. You're so excited. <laughs> I'm buzzing. I can't wait for it to go live. So we are going to be launching our Patreon channel on the 1st of September. And what we thought we'd do is go through it in a bit of detail for you very briefly and just let you know what the different tiers are, what the benefits are, and then we'll post links in the uh, we'll post links on in our description on the podcast and also on the website and on our socials. So yeah. there's going to be three different tiers available on the 1st of September. So we're calling them Sidekick, Superhero, and God level tiers. So we'll kick off with Sidekick. So the Sidekick tier is going to give you access to our patron-exclusive Discord server. So we've already got it set up. We've showed, we've put a few teasers on uh, on socials. So there's just going to basically be a, a chance for you to talk to us, talk to the listeners. We've got a Podfans Assemble thread. You've got the ability to listen in to the podcast as it's being recorded live, or at least the new section of it. Uh, and then there's something else on there, which we'll we'll talk about in the God level tier. Uh, you'll get 10% off merch in our merchandise store. And then you will also get a shout out every week on the show. We're going to have a new segment at the end. It's going to be our patron shout outs at the end in the wrap up before we go. So you get a shout out every week in that. Uh, the next tier is our superhero tier. So you'll obviously get all the sidekick benefits. But on top of that, you're going to get access to our patron only podcast, which I think I don't know if we mentioned it before. It's called That Superhero Thing into the podverse yeah. and you're going to get at least one new episode every month maybe more but at least one episode a month and when it launches there will be three episodes on there already for you yeah so we've got we've got a bad movie review we've got a catwoman bad movie review yeah. that's what one we've gone for god that was hard work <laughs> <laughs> these are the things we do for our patrons we've watched catwoman we've talked about it we've relived it that will be on there on september 1st we've then got a mcu draft which is me and anthony going head to head putting together a team of six avengers in our own little civil war and basically discussing it through to see whose team whose team would win i'm not going to spoil it it's very one-sided go and listen to it on the first of september 
and then the last one that will be on there on launch is uh, an interview because you guys said you wanted interviews. So a couple of weeks ago, we had Richard Nebbins from The Direct on the show and he helped us launch the What If Chronicles event that we're currently on. And we've got an interview with him that's going to be available talking about his work at The Direct as well as how he's absolutely crazy opening a restaurant and starting a writing career at the same time. So again, you'll get to go and work, uh, have a listen to that as well. And then finally, on the God level tier, you will get access to all the sidekick benefits. You get all the superhero benefits as well. On top of that, though, you get access to our monthly watch parties. So every month, at least once a month, we're going to have a live video chat going with the God level patrons. You guys can pick the movie and we'll basically sit on Zoom and we'll be watching the movie with, with you live, really. Uh, you will, little, here's the little terms and conditions bit, you will need to be able to watch the movie yourself because we don't want to get sued by Disney or yeah. Warner Brothers or whoever it is. So basically showing you all films for, for the price of a patron uh, subscription. Uh, you'll also get uh, your own bio on that superhero so you get access to your, you get your own bio on the website as well, which is which would be cool because you'll be up there with me and yeah. Anthony. But that's it. So again, you'll see all the prices on the Patreon Patreon website when it launches. It will be up as of the first of September. So please do go and check that out. Right. So that's our news done. Let's get on to let's get on to comic book movie news. So the first bit of news we've got to talk about Spider Man No Way Home trailer. We've waited and waited and we've we've pushed and harassed Disney and Sony to to, to put this out. They have finally released it. We'll we'll go through it in a bit of detail. But Anthony, what what did you think? Did it live up to the hype? Now, now I said last week, didn't I, that I was at the point now where I was like, I just don't want anything. If if, if this yeah. isn't going to happen, I just don't want anything. And I am so glad that I was wrong and that they did it because it was like the perfect amount of tease. Do you know what I mean? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. I agree. I, I, I think it too much away, but they gave enough that it. It got us all like really hyped for it. Exactly. It only it only really confirmed the what roofies. we already know. Yeah, yeah. We only knew for a fact that Alfred Molina was in it, and yeah. he's the only one that we've seen. We thought, or we think, we know that Willem Dafoe is in it and Jamie Foxx is in it, but it's not been confirmed. So it just sort of hinted that they're going to be in it without yeah, yeah. giving us full confirmation. Yeah. And I'm also glad we didn't get to see Toby and Andrew. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's set photos going around online, which, which whether they're real or not, show Toby and Andrew in costume. But I'm glad. I'm glad we haven't seen it. Yeah. I'm glad we didn't see it. I want to go in on the release day, still not knowing for certain, and just having that little bit of doubt in my mind as to whether yeah. they are going to be, whether yeah, they yeah. are going to be in there or not, really. So should we break down? Should we go through the trailer in a, in a bit of detail then? Let's do it. So we, it started off with the whole in, interrogation, didn't it? Well, obviously, because now everybody knows that he's Spider-Man. Now, there's a lot of people thinking that in that interrogation scene, when the dude in the white shirt slams down the files in front of him on the desk, there's a lot of people thinking that that's Matt, Mur- Matt Murdock. So oh, that's okay. our first look at Daredevil. I completely agreed with them when I first watched the trailer. The more I watch it, and the more people berate me on Twitter for saying that it's it, it's Matt Murdock, the more I think maybe it's not because it doesn't really. I don't say it doesn't look like him. You can't see his face, but he doesn't look like Daredevil fit. He's got a bit of a belly, and I also not convinced that they'd show him in the trailer. What yeah. do you reckon? Do you think we're actually going to see him in the movie? I reckon he's in the movie, but I, I don't reckon. I don't reckon they'll put him in the trailer. 
uh, again more of a more of a tease and more of a surprise when he yeah. uh, when he turns up. I also thought it was quite interesting how the movie seems to cut from the trailer. It looks like it kicks off straight after Far From Home. So that scene when they're like on the bridge, that's the same clothes that obviously it's the upgraded suit, but it looks like um, MJ's wearing the same clothes. So it looks like it's going to pick up straight after after yeah. that, which I think is good because it's not just going to sort of like jump six months and then go, no. oh, well, everyone knows he's Spider-Man well, and it's sort of got onto it. We see like the fo- the straight follow-up to the world now knows he's Spidey. Well, the second one was set after Endgame anyway. So it yeah. makes sense that it can just pick up straight from there and, and just keep running with it. But I am really excited to see how he deals with that in the first place before we get any of the baddies. Like that in itself is a storyline for me. And I'm mega yeah. excited to see how, how it all goes through. Like, obviously we've got an idea of how from the trailer, but I just like that that's kind of the intro and, and how it kind of all then takes shape. Yeah. I get the impression that the whole maybe court case is probably going to be going throughout. Cause in the bit in the trailer, when it looks like, it looks like it's when he meets Alfred Millionaire's doc, Ock, he's got like a suit on. So I can only yeah. assume he's like going to court and stuff. So it's like happening. This, all the bad guys coming through throughout throughout the movie basically yeah and maybe ending with the with the with the court case um I, I think it's and i know we already knew this but a little bit of me thought that they would maybe backtrack from the idea that everybody knows he's spider-man or try and think of some really quick workaround but i think it's quite clear from the trailer that they're not going to go down that route no. so i'm quite looking forward to seeing everyone's reaction to him being spider-man but particularly flashes because Flash is like the biggest Spider-Man fan going, but he hates Peter. So yeah. I cannot wait to see Flash's reaction to, oh my God, Peter Parker, who I hate, is my hero. It's just <laughs> going to be so good. So yeah. interesting to watch. And I wonder whether he'll stand by him because he stands, you know, because he supports Spidey, yeah. or whether he'll just completely flip and be like, I, I hate you, you've rumoured dreams. I just really want to see Ned doing a fake shocked reaction. You know, being like, yes. Hey, <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that would be so good I'm hearing this <laughs> <laughs> I just think it'd be dead funny it will be no I like that I like that I also so we also see the sanctum but it's it's all covered in snow when yeah. we see it and I I don't really get why is it because no. there's been a hole in the roof I thought <laughs> maybe there's been a hole there's been a hole in the roof for five years well there has the hole crashed through it yeah, that's it. Hook-shaped hole in the ceiling. And it's been five years because everyone's disappeared five years ago. But I also thought, the magic, the wizards, surely it'd just be like a two-minute spell, just like yeah. fix the hole and get rid of the get rid of the snow. I'm wondering whether maybe there's like a spell gone wrong and yeah. it's turned the it's put the whole sanctum into winter, and that's why Wong's buggering off. And I do wonder whether from how Strange was acting in that trailer, is that our Doctor Strange? Like, even from the very start, when he did, like, the little wink at Peter, when Wong was like, don't do that spell, and he gave a, gave his little obvious wink, I'm yeah. not convinced it is our Strange. And I wonder maybe whether that's why the Sanctum's covered in snow, because we've got somebody in there who maybe isn't as good a wizard, or maybe he's trying to get rid of the rest of the sorcerers. Maybe he doesn't want Wong there. Maybe that's, maybe that's the plan he's making. Is it as inhospitable as possible at the sanctum to sort of get ready, get everybody cleared. Who are you thinking that it is though? Well, there's a, I know who you're thinking it probably is. No, I, I have no idea. Cause it's no, I thought you'd be jumping straight on the Mephisto train. Oh no, no. 
No. No, no you Mephisto. don't think it's Mephisto. Right. I'm putting this out there now. Mephisto is not in this film. <laughs> I know it. What? You? Yeah. You're saying he's not in this film? I did never think... On. There's far too much going on yeah. to Mephisto in this one. So There's too I, many bad guys already. I'm, I'm quite satisfied that I can go through this film and not expect Mephisto, Mephisto to turn up at any point. I'm, I'm good Maybe in that. the post-credits. Maybe, maybe in the post-credits. Maybe, maybe. maybe. I, I don't know. I just don't think it's... I'm not convinced. It's just R Strange. I wonder whether it's Doctor Strange Supreme who we're going to see in What If. But how would it be if the multiverse thing hasn't happened yet? Because from what but it has happened. Trailer, but what we're seeing in the trailer, how, but you don't know where in the timeline they are. So how do you know? No, I know we don't know. He, he, I know. From what we can see, it looks like that's the cause of it, that spell that he makes. But I thought but with Loki and Sylvie's the cause of it. Loki and Sylvie are the, are the cause of the multiverse. We know that from the end of Loki because they yeah. had the opportunity to stop it and because they let Kang, or because Sylvie King, King Kang, because Sylvie killed Kang, <laughs> I'll get it out in a minute, because Sylvie killed Kang, that's why the multiverse happened. So it feels like, it, I kind of feel like in one division, we saw the multiverse created, kind of, when she became well, a lot of Scarlet people, Witch. A lot of people are starting to say that these three events have all happened at the same moment. I, I agree that they probably have, yeah. but which one did it? I think that's going to be part of the whole thing. We don't know at this moment who did it. I wonder whether we're going to get to the point where we find out that none of them did it I and something else to be the thing. bigger. Yeah. Something else bigger, uh, bigger has done it. I just think the other thing as well with that's making me think it may, maybe isn't our strange or there's something going on with strangers. The whole scene on the train, it looks like he's throwing train cars at Spider-Man and it's like, well, why would Dr. Strange be doing that? And then he also pushes Peter or Peter's astral form out of out of Spider-Man or out of his out of his body. And I wonder what that's all about. And Peter's holding like a box. Did you notice that in the trailer? He's got a box no. in his hand. No. Yeah, he's got like a, it, and it's got the emblem of the sanctum on it. And there's a few rumors on that, or there's a few people suggesting online anyway, that it might be some sort of imprisonment device. And maybe Spidey's trying to imprison Strange because he maybe knows it isn't him. And that's why, and there's a fight going on. There's well, definitely more to who, it. Who was, what was the, I'm really bad with the names, I'm sorry. Who was the bad guy in the first Doctor Strange film? Mordo. Yeah. Or do, what the, it's, it's well, no, bad. Mordo wasn't the bad, you mean Dormammu, the no, big. I'm, no, I'm the, talking about, I'm talking about him. What, what did you say his name was? Mordo. No. Mordo, Mordo was, Mordo was his mate. Mordo who turned dark at the end. Yeah, Mordo's back in this one. Yeah, well, yeah, he is, yeah. So <gasps> I, Maybe it's Mordo. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, sorry. I just ruined, just ruined it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, spot on. I haven't even thought of that. I'm sitting yeah. there trying to think who would it be. Maybe it is Mordo pretending to be yeah. strange. Well yeah. done, Anthony. I like it. We're only two minutes into the podcast, but well done. You're on fire already, mate. Well done. Okay, let's, let's keep let's keep going. Villains then. So we see we we see one villain, but there's there's nods to lots of potential villains or yeah. returning villains. Yeah. So obviously we see Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, which is fantastic. He was so good in Spider-Man 2. And I know we knew we were getting him back, but just... Just see him. Exactly. Even though we knew he was going to be there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. Absolutely brilliant. And I'm not convinced when he's... I mean, just the line, hello, Peter, was fantastic. But I'm not convinced he's talking to Tom Holland. I think he's got to be talking to Tobey Maguire. Yeah, because... He wouldn't be looking at, like, how would he know? 
but that's still Peter. exactly because yeah i mean he might know it's peter but it's just the way it's the way he said it it just it's, feels it's, like it's it's, it's gotta be toby yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly so we also see uh willem dafoe's pumpkin bombs or green goblins uh pumpkin bombs and we hear his laugh as well so um, he's got he's got to be in it can i just point out something go for it so you know that there's been talks of mysterio coming back because it's the Sinister yes. six yeah one thing that i've noticed that i've not seen said anywhere else you know we're talking about so i, I mean we're, we're about to go through kind of all the different things that we potentially are seeing have you noticed that they're very similar to the elementals though yeah yeah i know what you mean what electro and the sand and stuff yeah yeah so that's making me think that that's the nod that mysterio is back maybe i can just i do you know what would i I don't know whether I, i hope this isn't the case but from you saying that a little bit of me thinks what if the whole green goblin doc arc Electro and everything are all just creations from Mysterio's mind, and it's all just like Ralph Boner. It's like to make us think that there's a multiverse, it's multiversal. Can you because because at the end of the day, that's what they did with Ralph Boner. Yeah, yeah. We all looked at that and thought that is Pietro, and it wasn't. They've just used they've just used the actor, and it was just literally completely fabricated. I'll be really upset if they do that way, Agatha. And then can you imagine if it was all just the whole thing was just Mysterio was just the bad guy getting up in series three. Oh, series like movie up number and three. It was all a dream. Like I can't be asked with that. That's not okay. Nah, wouldn't be. Nah, wouldn't be good. Let's let's hope that's not the case. So anyway, we got Goblin. We see uh, all the lightning, yellow lightning this time instead of the blue lightning yeah. in Amazing Spider-Man two. It's got to be Electro, hasn't it? It's got to be yeah. leaning towards that. Uh, I'm convinced we saw Sandman. I mean, I know there was sand in the trailer, but that yeah. shot when the bolt of lightning hit or was about to hit Peter in the black and gold suit, it looks to me like the sand jumps up and st- and sort of takes the hit before it gets there rather than it being created by the explosion, which yeah. makes me think maybe Sandman is still good and he's protecting Peter. Yeah. Or I suppose he could have just been, should have just made a cock up and got in the way. Uh, and then the last one, which is in like a split second of a scene, it does look like the lizards in it. Yeah, in the cage. Yeah, well, I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a cage. It looks like he's trying to attack Peter, but then maybe magic stops it. Oh, I thought it was like he's got like a, a magic force field. Maybe it is a cage. No, it was very very dark and yeah, it was yeah, very it was. very quick. But there's there's something there, and it's basically a big. It's a big monster, isn't it? At the end of the day. Yeah. Um. So I ran some polls on Twitter after the t- trailer dropped, and I just wanted to see what everybody else's thoughts were on what we were potentially seeing in the trailer. So the first poll I wrote was, uh, firstly, is it Charlie Cox slash Matt Murdock in the interrogation room scene? Uh, 73% of people thought it was Matt Murdock. Really? 27%. Yeah, yeah. I'm not with, I'll be honest, I, I hope it's true. I, I'm not really with you on that one, guys. I think it's, uh, I'm, I think he'll be in it. I just don't think that's, I just yeah. don't think that's Matt Murdock. Uh, we then put, uh, what does the lightning hit in the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? Is it Sandman or does it just cause an explosion? Again, 70% of people think it is Sandman. I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think it's, it's, it's got to be Sandman. It just look, yeah. it looks like a it looks like a figure stands up and then obviously the gets sand? smashed to pieces. Where's the sand in New York City? Where's the, that much sand? It's not a thing. Well, some people are saying that it's not sand. It's just an explosion. It's just smoke. 
from mm. an explosion. But yeah, mm. I'm not not buying that one. And then the last one, I put okay, just for fun, is the lizard in the Spider-Man home, No Way Home trailer. And then the options I gave were, oh, well, let's just go through it. 53% think they saw lizard. So 53% of people thought it was lizard. 26% of people said it's not lizard. And then I also put, is it Venom? And 21% of people think it's Venom. <laughs> I'd love it to be Venom. I'd love it to be Topher Grace's Venom back. That'd be absolutely oh amazing. God. So before we finish up on the trailer, do we want another trailer? Or was that enough just to tease it? I think that was enough, you know. I don't, I don't want another one, but it's just the fact that they call it a teaser. Yeah, makes me think, think we're going to get another one. I think if we get another one, I'm frightened it's going to give too much. Me too. Me too. Well, we had Ren on last week, didn't we? And he's, yeah. I can't remember whether he said it on the podcast or to us. Ren wouldn't watch final trailers because he thinks that final trailers give too much away. And yeah. I've always watched the trailers. And don't get me wrong, I want to be watching things and reporting to you guys on the podcast. But if there is another trailer, I'll be very, very tempted not to watch it because I don't want to get everything completely spoiled. I want to go in there with still a little bit of surprise yeah, and yeah. uncertainty on the on the trailer. Yeah. Uh let's crack on with the rest of the news then. So we've talked about it as I said a couple of weeks ago, Venom 2 potentially delayed again. So earlier in the week, uh Vulture reported that it had been delayed again and would now be taking Morbius's January release date, which yeah. obviously mean Morbius was going to get pu- um, pushed back. But then I think it was only yesterday uh Sony Studio Insiders come out and said that it's untrue and that at the moment it's still wow. on for its still on for its October release date. I'd, I think I'd worry that if it gets pushed back again, it's potentially going to kill the movie at this point because yeah. and I know everything got delayed massively because of the pandemic, but this just feels like it's never, it's, it's never going to come this, out. This is totally out of fear for Sony's part. Sony struggles in comparison to, to Marvel and stuff like that with these kind of movies. And I yeah. think that they are doing a similar thing in that they are waiting to see how Shang-Chi does before they make yes. a final decision. I agree. I agree. I, and I maybe they're testing the water by letting everyone, the info come out. Everyone is just watching that box office to see how it does. And I think everyone's going to make the decision based on Shang-Chi. So everyone, please I go agree. And I think they have to. So that we can I know. get everything out on time. Please. Thanks. I know. And I think it was the guy, I think it was the guy who, or high up at Disney, Dis, his name just completely jumped out of my head. But he, he, said which hasn't gone down well he said shang chi is an experiment and i don't think that's a very good way of putting it because i think it's going to be a fantastic film and i think it's a big thing to happen uh the fact that we've got we've got simu leo in the the leading role in this movie but i i agree as wedding wasn't great but i also understand his meaning because he's not talking about the film being an experiment He's talking about the release at this point. Yeah. Talking to Shang-Chi then, next bit of news. Uh, we've had the first reactions come out to it. I know obviously it was it got premiered a couple of weeks ago, but mm-hmm. the reviews are now coming out. Uh, it's on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, so certified fresh. Yeah, The critics' consensus says Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is enti- isn't entirely free of Marvel's familiar formula, but this exciting origin story expands the MCU in more ways than one. And the reviews have just said it's, it's brilliant. Absolutely rave reviews for it. Cannot Amazing. wait. One review said it makes Black Widow look like an episode of Agents of Shield, which is wow. a bit harsh on Black okay. Widow. <laughs> bit harsh on Black Widow, but yeah, c- cannot wait for that. We will be covering uh, Shang Chi on our bonus episode of the podcast. Yeah, and that'll be coming out on Sunday, the fifth of September. So there'll be two podcasts that week as well. So looking forward to that. Uh, next bit of news: we have found out that 
Ironheart or Riri Williams, who's obviously getting her own Disney Plus series next year, she's actually going to make her MCU debut in Black Panther 2. So yeah. we're going to see her earlier than we thought she was. So Kevin Feige has confirmed that Dominique Thorne is going to make the debut in Black Panther. And we've actually seen her on the set of, yeah. of she wasn't acting. It was, but I think it, it looked like it was her walking, walking to set, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, but makes you wonder, is she going to be Wakanda? Because she's not in the comics. But makes you wonder whether they're maybe going to tie that in some way, maybe mates with Shuri. Well, I um, didn't know whether it was going to be head because she's supposed to, she's a genius as well, isn't she? So I don't yeah. know whether it's going to be a kind of experimental thing with Shuri. They're putting their heads together to work something out. And that's how it starts to come about. Potentially, yeah. Could be a mate. She could even be a, stu- a student of Shuri, I suppose, couldn't she? Because they've, yeah. Wakanda's expanded into the rest of the world now, hasn't it? So. Yeah. Maybe it's maybe it's some some way like that. I think it's good though because to, to to be able to see her, you know, sooner is is brilliant. Uh, and then we've got CinemaCon twenty twenty one. I know it's twenty twenty one. Don't know why I felt the need to say twenty twenty one. It's not going to be twenty twenty two, is it? But cinema CinemaCon ran this week. Uh, there was there's quite a lot of footage and info come out of that. So obviously we got the Spidey trailer, or it was shown at CinemaCon as well as being released online. Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters was shown in full. Yeah, completely surprised. So, yeah. so I don't think anybody knew they were going to get to see it. I thought, I think people thought they were going to get to see some exclusive footage from it. But yeah, they got to see the movie in full. No massively detailed reviews at this stage, but the the reactions to it have been overwhelmingly positive. So everybody's oh, saying it's it's really good. It's got just the right amount of nostalgia in it. Uh, it doesn't let the original films down and it's like it's the proper sequel to it rather than the one that we got a couple of years ago uh there's also been the new matrix so the matrix 4 title has been confirmed so it's going to be called matrix matrix resurrections and there was a trailer shown as well and screen rant gave a full breakdown uh, of the trailer i'm not going to go into massive detail but uh neo is back in the matrix i don't know how didn't he die I have no idea what happened in them films. I need to watch it again. Because honestly, so do I. I was baffled by the end of the first one. And then I don't know how they wrote two more because I was like, I don't even know what happened in this one. Oh no, I got the first one. I thought the first one was great. I just yeah, lost me with lost me with number two and three. Uh, but Neo's back in the Matrix. Uh, Neil, Neil Patrick Harris is in it. We knew that he's a therapist. He's getting him to take two blue pills a day to to keep him in the Matrix. Uh, we see uh, a young Morpheus because Lawrence Fishburne's not in it, as we said a yeah. few, I think, a few months ago. Now, probably, he wasn't asked to return, which is really, really weird. Uh, but it's gonna it, same sort of thing. He ends up being being dragged back out of the Matrix by a, a younger version of Mor- Morpheus. Uh, he's got the same sort of power set, except this time apparently My there's a clip where. Isn't that, isn't that just the same story as Men in Black 3? Well, it's the same story as The Matrix 1, isn't it? Kind of. I, I, I don't know what happened in Matrix 1. You don't know? No, it's kind of the same thing. He's in The Matrix. He gets pulled out of Matrix. Yeah, no, kind of is, yeah. But yeah, as I'm saying, he can control... He, he could stop bullets with his mind, couldn't he, in the in the first one? But in this one, he can redirect missiles from rocket launchers and all that sort of stuff. So even more super-powered Neo okay. and his face. You don't look very impressed. Uh, but yeah, so that is 22nd of December. The trailer was obviously released at CinemaCon, so I would imagine that we'll probably get it in, within the next week. It comes out a week after Spider-Man, so the, logic I, would say that we get the trailer for Matrix for next week. There was also a bit of a teaser with Jurassic World Dominion, wasn't there? There was. Yeah, that only came out today. I've, yeah. I haven't really got into that in detail. Go on, no. what, what, what did you see from there? <laughs> so I am... Um, 
it was pretty much a backstage interviews with the cast kind of thing. Like um, a featurette. Yeah, yeah. And it started with some footage from um, the original Jurassic Park with Sam Neill and the little boy. What was his name? Can't remember his name. Um, and it being explained to him why the <clears throat> mosquito in the um, amber was so important and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And then it then jumped to Sam Neill now talking about how how amazing it is to be back on set and things like that. Um, yeah. We had Laura Den come on and start talking as well. Um, and then it cut to like Chris Pratt talking about how, you know, that that cup with the with the water starting to shake as the as the footsteps come in of the T-Rex, how it's just like an iconic 90s image nowadays. Yeah, like it that. is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they got some little cutscenes of essentially what feels like a James Bond spy type of yes. movie. It is yeah, I read this. It is essentially that the idea of what are you going to be safe in a world where dinosaurs are just loose? And obviously the answer is no, but it no. looks like from the clips yeah. that they've got that they are literally all over the world in different terrains, constantly either running from or to dinosaurs. I don't know in what concept or anything like that. You've got um, Chris Pratt in the snow um, on a vehicle trying to get through as fast as he can. You've got um, uh, Claire Deering running across rooftops in Europe. Like there's literally, I think it just sounds like it's such an epic movie and I am genuinely so excited for it. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts because Anthony loves dragons and dinosaurs, as you'll know if you've listened to the podcast before. (laughs) (laughs) Anything with with dragons and dinosaurs, Anthony's all over it. Anthony's all over it. So, so we also got, I think the last thing, um, which as I said, that looks, that sounds really good. I can't wait for that. But we also got some uh, Batman footage. So they released similar. I think it sounds pretty similar to to the Jurassic World or the Jurassic World Dominion footage. So it's like a bit of a featurette. Uh, and comicbook.com did a bit of a report on that. So uh, there was a clip with Matt Reeves, who's obviously directing it. He's basically said this isn't another origin story, which is good because we don't need another Batman origin yeah. story. Even though it feels like quite a while since we've we've had one because I think it was Batman Begins was the last one. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just early years Batman. So it's like, year, you know, a year into being Batman. So he's still yeah. fresh to it, but we don't have to go through the whole process. Which it makes sense, I suppose, because as I said, not only have we seen it before, but when we get these origin stories, they tend to go from, I've never been Batman to before to absolute badass, you know, beating up like badass the biggest supervillains in an yeah. hour and a half. It's like already know all of the bad guys and there's no kind of like in, introduction like i want to see batman being like what the hell when the when the one of them first arrives you know what i mean yes yeah yeah you want to fret we've not which we've not seen before really have we no Uh, we see uh we see andy circus finally as alfred i think we heard him in the first trailer but we didn't see him so they you you see him in the featurette Uh, and then apparently you also see the batmobile in action which would be good because it's a very different take on the Batmobile. It's just, a, yeah. just looks like a Dodge Charger, doesn't it? With a with a battle on it, to be fair. Uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting. Hopefully, we'll again, we'll see either a, a trailer or a teaser for that soon. That is out 4th of March. Do you reckon we'll recognise any of the backgrounds? <laughs> yeah, potentially. It's all where, so where they've done Liverpool. They've done Liverpool. They've done yeah. 
Oh no, no, Glasgow's the Flash. See, this is the one. This is the problem. I can't remember which Batman's which. Which Batman's Batman? I thought yeah. it was. I was thinking Glasgow, but that was the other Batman. Yeah, yeah. That so, was, so Michael Liverpool. Keaton, yeah, that, one. that was the Michael Keaton one. Yeah, right yeah. round, right round the corner from us. So that was a uh, yeah. So yeah, that'd be no, quite interesting as well. The, uh, so I saw that Robert. Like, obviously, we had the images of Robert Pattinson on uh, the Liver Building as well. That's probably going to be CGI to hell to make it look more Gothamy. But like, yeah, the idea that he's that he's on that on one of the the most infamous buildings in Liverpool, which is pretty cool. I saw, I don't know whether I've said this in the podcast, really interesting. I was driving home from Ikea <laughs> through Liverpool when it was being filmed. Just thought I'd throw Ikea in there. And, um, you know, when you get like the big vehicle carriers, yeah. we were pulled up at traffic lights and my <laughs> wife was like, they're all, they're all weird, those cars, aren't they? And I literally looked next to us and there's just a whole shed load of GCPD police cars all sat on this truck. It was amazing. And then before I could get my camera out, it drove off. So it was a, I was a bit gutted about that. Yeah, uh, last, bit of new, last bit of news then. We've literally just squeezing it in because it's just come through today. Um, on Twitter, uh, Daniel Reitman, who tends to get a lot of these exclusives and get a lot of, you know, get, gets a lot of scoops, he's come out today and said that in Doctor Strange 2, Wanda is going to fight someone from the Foxverse. He says he can't say who it is at this stage, uh, but it's probably going to be better than the Thanos Doctor Strange fight from Infinity War. And this has now been backed up by multiple other sources. So... This has got me. I wasn't really excited for Doctor Strange 2 compared to Spider-Man. And I know everybody else seemed to be, but Spider-Man was just the one that I was more interested in seeing because of Toby and Andrew. But now yeah. that we're potentially, it's only sort of like hitting me now that we're going to get potentially so many Foxverse characters, multiverse characters coming into this movie. Yeah. I'm so excited for it. I don't know who it could be. My first thought to go up against Wanda would be someone like Jean Grey. Yeah. Uh, which I think would be amazing to watch right so news is done should we get on with what we're here for what if episode yeah. three let's do it Re- recap recap and review so what if the world lost its mightiest heroes quite a wordy title i thought yeah Just felt like a lot longer than usual uh there will be spoilers right the way through it was again different different tone we, it was a murder mystery this week which it was i liked we've had it seems like we've had most other genres it was like in the an, MCU at this stage. It was like an Agatha Christie episode on it. It was, wasn't it? Like, Miss, just expecting Miss Marple to pop up and start <laughs> with, and help Nick Fury figure out who was killing all the Avengers. But yeah, it feels like we've had. It feels like we've had pretty much everything now. We've had. We've now had murder mystery. We've got horror coming in Doctor Strange too. We've yeah. had loads of. We've had heist movies and stuff like that. I think we just need what, Bollywood. I think we need a Bollywood MCU movie now, and I think we've covered every every movie genre. Probably, I'd watch a Bollywood MCU movie. Yeah, I'd watch too. that. I think we could. Uh, did you did you figure it out who it was, or did did you only get onto it when Hank Pym showed up? Right. So this is where me and you differ. If you remember, if I'm watching something, I try not to think ahead. I just live for the moment and I enjoy what happens. So I wasn't trying. I mean, I was a little bit going. Who the friggin' hell could this be? Because I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't. I didn't understand how all of these. It was so such different things until it was explained at the end. That I was like, yeah, how are they doing all of them? Do you know what I mean? So I was really confused yeah, I know what you mean, by yeah. it. But um, it was but quite. I, it was quite. I don't overthink it, so I just kind of when it happens, I go, oh. <laughs> See, yeah. I was trying to figure it out as we went through, but I mean, it was. I think the two reasons it, like you said. 
it was hard to try and piece it together. It was like yeah. the hardest game of Cluedo ever because I just yeah. couldn't figure out how it was being done or who was doing it. And at no point did I guess it was Hank Pym inside the Hulk with a Pym particle disc. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it was just too hard. We should have a what if murder mystery Cluedo. I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get it. And I also think because it was so quick, you didn't really have, because it's, it's a 28 minute episode. You didn't get time to sit and sort of ponder who yeah. it was. Every time something happened, you were on to the next murder and it was, you didn't have time to sort of figure out where it was. I thought it was Loki at first when it was all happening because we knew Loki was going to be in this episode. But then as soon as Loki showed up, I was like, nah, it's not, it can't be, it can't I, be Loki. I never now. for one second thought it was going to be Loki. <clears throat> Oh, didn't you? Oh, no, I thought. I just kept thinking. Again, didn't get too much time to think about it. I couldn't think who else it would it would possibly be. And I got a few ideas as we went through. All of them wrong. Completely, completely wrong. <laughs> oh, until, until, at no point until I saw Hank Pym at the end did I think it was Hank Pym. Not, not in the slightest. And even then, I kind of doubted it. Just a little bit before, though, you did mention his daughter. On the, on the tweets? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I think I was just... I think it's because he'd said that, because he'd said... What was what did he say? This You've got to have hope, or it's about hope, or something like yeah, that. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, but I, could, I, could, I didn't twig onto the fact that it was that it was Hank uh, at all. I, I was just sitting thinking, what's it got to do with it? And I thought, when... You know when Black Widow was getting killed, and she said, it's hope, it's all about hope? Yeah. I, th- I could have sworn the first time I watched it, she was saying, it's Hulk, it's all about Hulk. Yeah, I thought that as well. I, just I, think I thought there's so much noise going on. I think it, it could have just been easily misinterpreted. And that threw me because I was yeah. like, well, what the hell has this got to do with Hulk? And then when I saw Hank Pym, I was like, what the hell has this got to do with Hulk? <laughs> What's this got to do with Hulk? Is there going to be something else popping off? But yeah, completely. Yeah, that did throw me. And I wonder whether that was intentional uh, at, at that stage to make it sound a little bit uh, a little bit different. Should we look? Should we go through? Uh, let, let's go through the murders then. It's okay. like, like revisiting it. Let's do like a little Poirot, a little little episode of that superhero thing Poirot. Let's go. Let's go through the murders and think uh, like what we thought of each one. So first murder was obviously Tony Stark. I was gobsmacked <laughs> when that happened. I was like, it's like a minute in, and it's like Tony's dead, and quite brutally as well. It was just like didn't see it coming. No, not at all. And I couldn't understand. I was like, was it? I was literally looking at everything else. I was like, was it the food he was just given? Was it the the drink that he had? I was like, how how has this poison been administered? Like administered? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I thought it was Widow at first. My first reaction was, this is maybe a tear and she's gone rogue and she's going to be the one. Because I think we'd had in the, well, we'd, obviously we had the trailer, but I think we had a clip released after the trailer. So you with, think um, it was Loki pretending to be Widow? No. Okay. No. My first reaction, for only for like a minute because of how quick the episode went, but yeah. in the clip that was released, I think the clip was... Uh, where Black Widow beats up all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents in the van and escapes. Yeah. And because it's seen that, and then this happened, I thought maybe she's gone rogue and she's she's killing all the Avengers. Um, but it was only when <laughs> when I realised that Fury trusted her and he said, he was like, I know it wasn't you, I sort of bought that straight away. I was like, well, yeah. if, he's, if he trusts you, I don't, I don't think it's you, it, it's you either. Uh, but, I mean, he's, I said... I know he's a very he's a very killable character, isn't he, Tony? Because it's he's human at the end of the day, and if he's not yeah. sort of like all kitted out in a suit, which he was here, but it was it was still just massively 
massively surprising that they were yeah. going to go down this route. I didn't think it would be, I knew obviously it wasn't going to be, it was about not having the Avengers together, well, but I thought it'd be different reasons other than them all being killed. If you think about it, Ren said something um, in when we were talking to him after the podcast about it being Did a he? little bit. Yeah, well, he just said, um, he said he, I can't even remember what he said specifically, but it was just something along the lines of uh, the Suicide Squad. The first five minutes of Suicide Squad. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did. And I'm going to start picking all Ren's comments yeah, apart yeah. now as to what and, he said. And, and now I get it because it was like, we were shocked that someone died that quickly in the episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, yeah. No, it was good. Uh, good. And I think, do you know what? I think that they did it quite well. I mean, we'll go through the rest of the murders in a second, but I think that the order that they killed them all in was quite clever because... Every death, well, not every death, but most of the deaths as they, as they were going still surprised you. So, obviously, I mean, as I said, Tony's very killable, he's human. I wasn't convinced they'd kill Thor because yeah. I thought maybe they'll get rid of him in a different way because Thor's Thor. So, when Thor died, that would surprise me. Hawkeye, we, Hawkeye didn't, but can we stop? I mean, yeah, I still and just talk about Coulson's comments about. Thor, the whole Let, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go into. Let's go into Thor then. Myself, it was so funny. Like, what was he calling him? Like, how he's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And then that. Yeah. Hair. And then he's like, that hair. hair. <laughs> that hair is amazing. Yeah. It was just yeah. so good. And then um, what should we call it? Sam Jackson saying he's like a Chippendale. Uh, we've got yeah. a, an intergalactic Chippendale been murdered. <laughs> and then when he's dead, Coulson's still sniffing him. And he's like, even while he's rotten, he smells like <laughs> lavender. <laughs> it was so funny. It was, it was good. I don't I don't get the impression Chris Hemsworth voiced any elements of him because I'm just trying to think. I don't think he actually said a line, did he? In the whole episode? I think he said Four? something. Did he? he? was on his way to the hammer. But I think it was only like uh, one maybe. line. Maybe it was good that, that that whole scene was. I know it very it played out very very well to you know very close to what it was originally, but yeah, it was very well done. I thought it was quite good as well. When what when he died? I thought he died dead easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. I know he's mortal, but I expected more of a. I'm mean, not that I expected a death. As I said, I wondered whether he'd end up. My first thought was he was going to pick it up and bugger off. Yeah. So rather than being died, because st- we still didn't know it was a murder mystery at this stage. No, you know what no, I mean? No. We knew the Avengers weren't going to be there, but we didn't know they were all going to get killed off. Yeah. So I thought he's going to be he's going to be able to pick it up, and he's just going to leave because he's not been through the process of becoming a good person at this stage. Because no. it's not until after he can't pick it up at that point that he becomes not an asshole. Yeah. So I thought that's where he was going to go. So again, it massively surprised me when when that happened i thought it was good as well though when hawkeye was say it was telling nick fury that no one could pick it up and i think he said even jones can't pick it up and he does crossfit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good it was good wasn't it yeah. they did, we didn't get we didn't get i know people hate hawkeye but we didn't get enough hawkeye and thor one we yeah. should have got we should have got more hawkeye in that in that movie yeah yeah uh, so talk talking of hawkeye he's the next to go He's the, he's the next one he's the next one dead but again saying we didn't get enough Hawkeye in Thor 1 and I know obviously we, we got we got much more of him even in this than we did in Thor 1 he's the only one that we didn't see really see his death no. we just found him dead in the in the cell at, the, at this point and it feels like 
why did they not why did they not give us a death from for Hawkeye? How did Hawkeye even die? Did we even see it when when Pim went round when we sort of saw Pim killing everybody? How he'd I, killed Hawkeye? I don't think so. Not that I can remember now. I've watched this like I think I've watched this like four times and I don't think I don't I don't remember seeing it. It feels like it was a bit of an afterthought. It's like, let's kill the Avengers. We'll kill him this way, we'll kill him that way. Hawkeye can can just be dead in his cell. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares about Clint Barton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll just we'll just leave him. The thing you get, um, Natasha cared. Natasha's reaction to it was quite good when uh, Fury told her, and she's just like, "Who do I kill? That's it. That's it." And you could see again, even though this is animated, and it wasn't obviously ScarJo. It was Lake Bell who did the uh, who did the voice. But we'll come on to characters a little bit later. But again, it was it was good. She was she was good. Uh, Hulk then. Hulk was the next death, and again, this, this even though we'd had three deaths. Yeah. It just firstly it shocked me that they killed Hulk because yeah. it was like he's own he's he is we, we said Tony's kill very killable. Hulk is completely unkillable, but then you realize how easy it is potentially to kill to kill him. Yeah. And it kind of comes back to the whole to the the whole Ant Man jumping up Thanos' butthole in a <laughs> in Infinity War, and that's how they do it. I yeah. do wonder. I do wonder whether, you know, when we were talking about AC Bradley having all these different ideas for yeah. what if episodes, I do wonder whether there was one where Ant-Man jumped up down his butt and, yeah. and killed him that way. And that was a what if. And they thought, fine, he's gone. No, you can't do that. So she's gone, right, well, I'm doing it. But I'm going to do it this way instead. <laughs> just, do it, just do it slightly differently. Yeah. But it was, it was brutal. It was. it was like a proper brutal. I mean, it was brutal when you saw it for the first time, but then when we went back and realized what he'd done, he basically hit his heart with a pin particle disc. Yeah. And it had just blown up his entire body. You could it's just like I don't want to I don't want to spoil the the MCU draft that we did, but I was gonna say something then. But and I suppose Ant Man is just like un, unstoppable because you can't you can't see him. He's he's completely well, he is basically invisible. Apparently, unless you're Nick Fury. Unless you're Nick Fury, yeah, but it's oh, not Nick Fury, is it? Well, well, no, no, it's Loki, isn't it? Oh, we've, yeah. seen, we've seen it, but it's like he could he could kill anybody that way. I bet he could. I bet he could have killed Thanos that way if yeah. he just thrown a pin particle disc at his his heart. He could have done it. Yeah, I just thought I was very surprised that they that they killed Hulk, and I thought it was good. Yeah. It was it was the most shocking one, and it was. It was brutal, but it was hilarious. It was watched it just when he went up and just like, and it looked like smoke on the script on the on the show, like, but just just the way it blew up. Uh, and then the last one was Widow, who basically just got got beaten to death by yeah. by Hank that was, Pym. That was kind of quite thrillery more than anything else. That one wasn't it? Being yeah, into it the was, darkness yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I was still I still couldn't figure out that it was him yeah. i was thinking i think i don't know whether i messaged you at the time i was thinking ghost from ant-man yeah. because the whole invisibility I mean, thing or oh, drax because drax is invisible yeah, so yeah. you wouldn't see <laughs> i i would have been mega disappointed if it was ghost yeah I, like, well i thought that i thought i hope it's not in. yeah 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 i thought i hope it's i hope it's not ghost. Then, it wouldn't make honest, sense to the story no it wouldn't but to be honest i didn't think hank was the best option i i th- no, well, I, I didn't, but I think he was... I wouldn't have thought... I suppose when I saw that it was Hank doing it, again, I, I didn't see it at all until I saw him and heard him. And obviously you could tell it was, it was Michael Douglas doing the voice. Yeah. At no point had I twigged on that it was actually going to be him doing it. 
And I suppose for a split second, I thought, oh, is that it? I hope there's yeah. more to this. But it kind of made sense when you found out that Hope had died. Yeah. But also, I think I think Michael Douglas did a really good job of it, of crazy Hank Pym. Just and he looked, he looked it, he sounded it. And at a couple of points, I thought, is this Michael Douglas? Because it doesn't 100 percent sound like him. No. It sounds like he's much more off the rails than Michael Douglas, but yeah. it just showed, but it was Michael Douglas. He was just doing a really good job of of the vo- of doing the voice and 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 of the scene. But I am glad. But it wasn't just it wasn't just Norman Hank Pym. He was he was the yellow jacket, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had the it was slightly different to Darren Cross's in Ant Man. Uh, but yeah, I was I thought that was quite that was quite interesting. So let's, let's talk about let's talk about the characters then. So obviously we got Michael Douglas back, uh, and then we had obviously at the the forefront of the episode it was Nick Fury. Ren said yeah. it was a Nick Fury episode last week. It was full on Nick Fury episode. I, I, I didn't doubt what Ren had told us, but I was a and as exciting as the episode sounded, I was a little bit gutted that it was going to be a Nick Fury episode because he's not super powered. Do you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nick Fury is an absolute that's legend, what, and Sam Jackson's brilliant. I was so shocked at the fight scene at the end because I was like, "Oh, boy, he's got." How's he doing this? And then exactly, and then we found out it was actually Loki anyway. So yeah, but again, I didn't, I didn't twig onto that. I didn't twig onto it being Loki until the end. No, I think it was only when he multiplied. Yeah. When he, when he multiplied, at first I thought, is it just... I, I think at first I just thought, bloody hell, Nick Fury, we never get to see him actually do anything. He's really I think, hard. I think I thought that about three seconds before he started changing it, because I think I wrote it on the um, on the live tweet first, didn't I? What, did he's just hard as nails? Lo- no, Loki. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, I said I, I didn't get onto it until he until he started cloning himself. But when I went back for a second viewing, it was kind of obvious with how he's how he talks. Yeah, it's like which again I thought was quite a good uh, quite a good job by Sam Jackson because he he did sound different and the way things he was saying. It's like how he referred to Thor was very like you could his, his tone changed when he was talking about Thor because obviously it was it was his brother yeah. called Tony Anthony Stark. And then, like oh, the okay, surprise, yeah. like when when he says my daughter, you know, he says your daughter was an agent, and he was very surprised, and he was just kind of like laughing and stuff like that. And I thought maybe it's just Nick Fury being really arsy, but it makes more sense when you read it, when you know it's when yeah. you know it is it actually is actually Loki. So yeah, so Loki was in the episode as well. So we got Tom Hiddleston back as a yeah. as as the ruler now, the ruler of Asgard because Thor's because Thor Thor's gone. I suppose it's. Thor's just happened at, at that yeah. stage, isn't it? it? It is Thor that's that's happening. Yeah. Um, it was again. It was great having all the we we got all the classic Loki lines like "You're yeah. made to be ruled" uh, and all you know all Neil that sort of stuff. Me, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think Tom Hiddleston did a fantastic job of it, though. I've been yeah. very picky about the voice acting. It didn't. Tom Hiddleston, right? Let's right. Tom Hiddleston is amazing. I think he's a fantastic, fantastic actor. I think he's great in the MCU. But I feel like we said this on like the first week, just because they're really good, you know, doing live action acting doesn't necessarily yeah, translate to voiceover like, work. I feel like there are voice actors and body actors, though. And I feel Tom Hiddleston is amazing and is a very good voice actor. But I don't think it can come across 100% without the, the body interpretation of it as well. 
I think he, it's the facial expressions that he pulls and stuff the facial like that, expressions, the movements, the like the way he holds himself, it all kind of comes and and becomes one thing for him. Whereas I think if you take some of that away, it can it can, I mean it's it's difficult for anybody, not gonna lie, it is a very difficult job to voice act because you've got to get yeah. everything out without being able to to show any kind of all the emotions gotta come through the voice, everything. Everything that you want yeah. to express has to come through that voice, and if it doesn't, it can, it, it can flop dead bad, and that's that's yeah, the good mean. thing. I, I mean, I I still enjoyed him being in it, and I enjoyed that it was his voice. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, but I I also get what you mean. It wasn't again. I think he's normally like the standout actor in everything he's in, and he wasn't. He, yeah, he wasn't in this. I'd probably say it was Sam Jackson to be fair. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway, he ends up he ends up taking over the world, so he gets. You get Loki wins. <laughs> Loki wins without actually doing anything. He ends up yeah. completely ruling, uh, completely ruling Midgard, uh, which is obviously so what he wanted. Are we, are we potentially getting President Loki by the end? Potentially, yeah. I suppose we could do, wouldn't we? I'm thinking more of like he'd he'd be part of he'd have to be part of the new Earth Avengers because he's gonna he's the only Asgardian. He's the only oh he's not the only Asgardian, but he's probably the most powerful Asgardian. Who's yeah. who's now on Earth? And at the end of the day, if he's ruling it, if somebody like Thanos comes along trying to sort of claim it or destroy it, yeah, you'd think he'd probably he'd have to sort of stand up for it, or would he just run? Yeah, I suppose he might just might just run, wouldn't he? Uh, so we got uh, other characters. Then we got Black Widow, which wasn't Scarlett Johansson, as we said, which is pretty obvious. <laughs> pretty obvious why, but we won't go into that story again. Uh, so we got uh, instead we got Lake Bell, who's uh, she's really good voice actress. She's been in loads of things. She does Poison Ivy in the Harley Quinn show. She was Vanessa Fisk in Spider Verse, and I remember she did a movie a few years ago as well called In a World, where she plays a voiceover artist doing like movie trailers and stuff. So she's she's good, and again she did she did a really good job in this. It clearly wasn't Scarlett Johansson. I feel yeah. like every other voice actor who stepped in, they've had so, like, and, with the voice. It's like they've tried to be that person. Like Josh Keaton was trying yeah. to be Steve, was trying to be Steve Rogers, wasn't he? Yeah. And yeah. even I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who did the voice of uh, Tony Stark. I thought yeah. he was really good. I thought it was archive audio from yeah. Iron Man Two at first because he did a really good job. But Lake Bell didn't sound anything like Scarlett Johansson, she but she still did a really good job of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but she she did a really good job of it. I completely I completely yeah, yeah. bought it cuz I, I think it's quite jarring normally when you know a character. Like in the Avengers game. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play the whole thing cuz it wasn't a great game, but obviously they they don't the characters in that not only do they not look like their MCU counterparts, but they sound nothing like it nothing like them either, and it is very jarring at that stage cuz you're like, well, it's not my it's you know, that's not the Tony Stark, I know, or the Captain not America, I know. That's not my Captain America, and <laughs> I think I'm I'm quite surprised that it we didn't have I didn't have that reaction with Black Widow. I just yeah. thought at first, push for a split second, I was like, "Whoa, this sounds nothing like Scarlett Johansson," but completely bought into her uh, by yeah. the end. And character wise, again, she was sort of Miss Marple to Sam Jackson's Poirot, wasn't she? Wasn't she? Yeah. She was like helping try and helping try and figure it all out, but obviously she ended up getting. She ended up getting killed at the end. And then, weirdly, one of the only people who does survive the episode is Coulson. <laughs> it was obviously the only one who's not really alive anymore. Obviously, you know, Black Widow's not. Uh, let's talk about Coulson. Having Clark Gregg back in the MCU Love is amazing. There's rumours that he's going to be back in Secret Invasion. 
like, like, like live that. action. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it'd be great getting him back in Captain Marvel, but yeah, just the the more Clark Gregg, the better. He was hilarious all the way through. We got all the he's, all the four lines, like we said. Stand out for me. He is. I just yeah. think he's brilliant. Which is, which I can't actually. Do you know what? The only thing I can actually remember seeing him in before anything Marvel related, and I didn't even really notice it was him. He's in um, AI. You know the one with um, Haley Joel Osment oh, and yeah. Jude Law. He's yeah. in that. He's just right at the end when the kid, when the, well, whatever the robot kid's name is, yeah. when he gets to to New York, he's one of the scientists, and that's the only thing I've ever seen him in other than Marvel. But which is weird because he's he's brilliant. He's yeah. so good, Clark Gregg. Again, it was great to see him in here. I loved how his password was hashtag Steve Steve Steve. I love Steve zero seven zero four. It was so good. <laughs> it was so clever. So clever. So simple, but so good. I was killing myself. And do you know what? I've watched this episode like four times. I do notes and I watched it with you, watched it with the sun. And every time he rattles off his password, I was just like completely gone, like crying, laughing. So Hashtag funny. Steve, Steve, Steve. I heart Steve. <laughs> 0704. <laughs> I don't know what that is at the end. It's probably Steve's birthday. <laughs> It will be. It will be. Uh, and then, and then, last character, last main character. Anyway, uh, we got was uh, Bruce, uh, Bruce, Bruce Banner. Uh, Mark Ruffalo, though, as Bruce Banner, not not Ed Norton. And obviously, I know we've had Ruffalo for at least ten years now, but or nine years, I think it is. But it was just weird seeing him in that story because yeah. I was because that's Ed Norton's story. And yeah, it just yeah. felt really weird seeing him do do that. Yeah. And again, we got we got Betty back. So we got Betty Ross. Yeah. In yeah. the episode we've not seen since Hulk, not Liv Tyler, obviously. But I, I wonder whether and kind of hope that we're gonna get her back yeah. in the MCU at some point. And I think She Hulk would be the perfect place for her to, yeah. to show up. I said this on Twitter to somebody as well, because I think some people were saying it was a bit not where, not whether they're saying it was crappy by Marvel, but saying it was like that was all oh, incredible. Hulk was Ed Norton's story, and they've sort of taken it away from Ed Norton that they've now put Ruffalo over it. But I and I just literally commented random, randomly, but it did make me think. I wonder whether we'd ever find out that that was a variant universe, and Ed Norton's Hulk is a variant of Mark Ruffalo's. Yeah, Hulk, and it's all because Abomination looks different as well in yeah. Shang Chi. So how we did in that, so it does make me wonder whether it was different. But that's another thing. Where was Blonsky? Because these whole this whole thing was uh, Iron Man two running in the same week as Thor, running the same week as the Incredible Hulk. But when that happened, when Ross rolled up to the university to get Banner, which he obviously did in this episode in the movie. Abomination or Blonsky, you know, um, Tim Roth's character, he was there, but there was absolutely no sign of him. Which no. again makes you think, is it a variant universe? Maybe. Is that why is that why he wasn't there? Um, but yeah, other than other than cast, um, the episode in itself, I thought the style, again, it was the, the same art, obviously the same, the same art style, but a completely you know, different tone of the episode. And we, yeah, yeah, it was totally different. Yeah. And again, I thought it was good that it wasn't just going. We've had, we've had like a proper mix. Like first episode was just proper. It's the same story, but we're changing it 
a slightly, you know, a tiny little bit, making a Captain Carter instead of Captain America. Last week's went completely off. And then this week has dragged three existing stories in, but still felt really, really different. Yeah. I loved I loved the whole dynamic of going from each day of the week. So it starts off on yeah. Monday. And then we got Tuesday and Wednesday and we went we went on all the way through. And it made me think, is it? Do we already know this? Did these? Do we know that these three movies all happened within the same week in the MCU? Is that a thing I've missed? I don't, I don't know. I've never noticed that. I assume this is confirming that that's correct, though. Because obviously, know. you know, I know it's what if, so things change. But these must have all happened in the same week. And I assume that they then found Cap on Friday. It sounds like a really weird Craig David song. <laughs> No, I'm not going to sing. <laughs> I'm not going to sing, but it's, I'm sure you could make a, a parody Craig David song out of it. Uh, but it all it all happened, yeah. It all happened in the uh, in the same week, which thought was which again maybe that is a thing that I've just completely missed. Yeah. Um, and then, as we said, we've we've potentially at the end of the episode got a new a new team of of Avengers because we've got Cap. We've he's obviously found Cap in the ice. We've got yeah. Captain Marvel now back on Earth years and years earlier what 15 years earlier than she's rolled up in the main timeline yeah uh and then what potentially loki to to fight thanos yeah so if thanos does roll up and we get end up getting the infinity war sort of story that's gonna be a very very different avengers team and again it's set up it's set up like i want to see episode two i want to see the next episode of this of this story but we're probably not going to get to see it. I was surprised that at the end of this episode, we didn't get the tie-in. Yeah. I thought, and I thought partly because I thought it was, it seemed like a really, until Hawkeye died anyway, it seemed like a really good opportunity to bring in Captain Carter from the end of the first episode. I mean, yeah. the end of that first episode, the end of this episode, but obviously once Hawkeye was gone, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah. But also the fact that they released these three episodes to, to like the media and the press, I thought yeah. maybe they'd put the twist at the end of that because that's what they did with One Division. They gave us episode one and two, and what episode two of One Division at the end when the dude comes out the manhole? Yeah. That's the thing that and it and it goes from black and white to color. That's the when you start sort of really questioning what is going on at that stage, and it yeah. takes you away from the the main. This is just a sitcom, so I thought we'd get something like that at this stage. And I suppose I wonder: Are we gonna get it all fully linked? Or is it all just clever marketing? Just, just still think we'll get, it's, it's going to be a link, or do you think it is just going to be an anthology series? I, I don't know whether it's going to be all of them linking, but I think one or two may link. Yeah, but I, I know we've seen them talking. I know we've seen them link in the trailers, but like I said last week, I just don't, I don't trust her. I don't trust it. But then the Watcher does seem to be getting more involved week by week. Yeah, like those shots of the Watcher, that shot of the Watcher. Yeah, yeah. So I think there was two. I think there was that that first one where it was in the desert and it was Coulson yeah, yeah. driving. That yeah. was absolutely amazing. That shot. And I think there was another one later where he was like standing by standing by a bridge. It was like yeah. an, it was a it was a nighttime shot anyway. Yeah, he's he does seem to be getting more prominent as we go. Yeah. So he's got to be getting he's got to be getting dragged in at some point. What did you think? though? did you think it was? Did you think it was as as good as last week's? Better than last week's? I still prefer last week's. Overall, yeah, I do. So far, I think I think last week's has been the best one so far for me. I agree. I, th- I really enjoyed this one. The fact that it was it was a different genre, as we said, it was murder mystery. It kept you sort of guessing all the way through. It wasn't. 
it wasn't uh, last week was great, but I feel like it was it, it was down. It was mainly think, down to a lot of Easter eggs. I, I I think it's the I think it's a problem with the time constraints again for this one. In that, yes, it just felt like it was like duh 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 duh, and then we found the yeah. killer. Do you know what I mean? It was it yeah. is just. I think it was too fast paced for something that was supposed to have that mystery about it. Yeah, but maybe it did it a favor though, because maybe, maybe. it was it. Maybe you would have got onto it. If it wasn't so yeah, quick, maybe. oh, but but I compl- I get what you're saying though. It it needed it, it like this like the first two episodes. They needed to be two hour episodes. That could have yeah. been that could have easily been a two hour live action movie. That story, yeah. but they had to get supposed to make it as as oh, what's the word not, not heavy, but to make it as what's Layered. the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, they they had to they had to put in six different murders, whereas yeah. it would have been a lot better if there'd been two, but then it wouldn't have had the same element of mystery because it, it needed yeah, yeah. to be, it sounds like it needed to be a serial killer. It needed to be yeah. that crazy hang pin, the serial killer to make it, to make it as good as it was. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it was better. It was miles better than week one, but yeah, yeah. I still think, I still think at the moment uh, to Charles Starlord is the, uh, is the, is the one to beat. I yeah. think next week, it's the, I think it's Party Thor. Is it? Which which at the moment feels like it's going to be a lot more lighthearted. Yeah. And maybe therefore not as good. But then again, this one shocked me. Yeah. I thought I thought this one would be a little bit, uh, would be a little bit planned. Good episode. I enjoyed it. Should okay. we, uh, should we see what the listeners think? Should we do Party Fans Assemble? Let's do it. Pod Fans okay so uh we started off with the poll saying what did we all think of this week's episode of what if uh 68 of you loved it 27 percent said it was okay and we still had five percent who said they hated it i can't wrap my head around that <laughs> i get i get that it was a, i get that i get it was okay i mean i i loved it personally but i i, I get how people might think it was a bit Bland and again, still got still down to the pacing. I don't get yeah. why people are hating it. I can't no. remember around it. No, what what do you want, Pete? What do you want, people? Come on, it was good. Enjoy it. <laughs> Just enjoy what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we had Stephanie Tittle say, I think the only reason I have nothing to say about what if is because they are already giving us <laughs> batshit crazy fan fiction, fan theories in cartoon form. Like, what more is there for me to say other than that was some crazy what if shit right there? Hashtag yellow jacket. <laughs> Hashtag yellow jacket. Yeah, I like that. I like that. That's good. It's yeah. it's true. It is like it, this is. They need to do a what if episode of Isaiah with the with the shield. Come yeah. on, Marvel. Yeah, do it. That's what yeah. they for. These are for. These are. We need a Mephisto in. We need a Mephisto in Loki and a Mephisto yeah. in One Division. Do we do One Division and Loki and Falcon Winter Soldier? You might as well just do all those episodes with Mephisto in them as what if episodes this is yeah. what it this is what it's for isn't it and again this is why we just need to enjoy it because it is it's just even if it is just a pure anthology series it's a bit of fun it's yeah. a bit of fun it is what if isn't it yeah exactly um so we then had Lana I hated it but liked it too contradiction I know but welcome to the world of Aquarius <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark though again why why Still not over end game like we won't ever be, and now this. <laughs> oh yeah, I get that. I kind, I kind of get that. But it, it's, I suppose, it, kill, kill uh, him in five uh, minutes after we give him back. 
It wasn't even five minutes. <laughs> that was five minutes, mate. It was. It was very considering how sort of like big and grand and important his death was in Endgame. Just yeah. just have him die while he's eating a donut in this one was just a complete, complete contrast. But I kind of liked it. Yeah. Uh, we then had KW Weldon say, "Finally, an episode that sought to use the what if concept to get the fandom out of its comfort zone, where the previous two seemed intent on pandering to the headcanon of fans with perfect heroes." This one came in swinging and slapping the smiles off faces. Loved it. Never looked at it that way. Fair play. Yeah. No, but it's good. Yeah, spot on, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, my cinema adventure said this one was pretty good. For me, I think episode two is still the best. Yeah, agreed. I thought it was interesting mm. bringing in Pim. Did not expect that twist. And I like the partnership Loki and Fury had. I wonder if it'll be only Captain Marvel that'll go up against Loki or if there'll be more. Oh, yeah, see, I didn't even think of them going up against Loki. I just thought Loki would yeah. have to be on their side because it because Earth. But yeah, yeah, I suppose it will be. He's now going to have to put, oh, that's very interesting. Oh, yeah. I like that. This is like the team. What team is left to... Because we've got... I, my first thought then was like Ant-Man and Hope. But Hope's dead. And yeah. Scott Lang's never going to become Ant-Man because... Hank Pym's in a mental institution now. Yeah. So we've not got them. I assume he's in a mental institution anyway. But he's he's gone. We've got Black Panther. We still have Black Panther. Yeah. So we've got Cat, oh, Black Panther. Do. Well, yeah, you must do. Unless it's in the same, unless it's in the same universe as T'Challa oh, Star Lord. Unless it's Killmonger. Oh, I'm just confused. So in my head. But I love it. I love it. I like being <laughs> confused. That's weird, but I like it. Um, we then had Paul Sears who said I think this is my favourite one yet thought it was a good idea to go back to the first Avengers film kept me guessing as to yes. who was behind it all and was pleasantly surprised when revealed this what if series is getting better with each episode a solid 9 out of 10 sounds fair play yeah I can see why I can I see why it might be it might be your favourite but I agree it's it's getting it's getting stronger all the way through. I, I think it was good as well, going back to the first Avengers film. Again, as much as I love the first Avengers film, I didn't think there was much that could be done with that to no. go down the what-if, to go down the what-if route. But this has completely, completely proven me wrong. Yeah. I'm very out there as well, completely. <laughs> I know. We then had Rachel Miller, who said, loved it. I really didn't see any of that episodes coming at all or who the killer was. Took me by surprise, which I liked. Loved seeing yeah. the scenes we know, but then they divert off into something else. Loki was, as always, amazing. Saw a tweet saying, now we know, hashtag President Loki, Nexus event. So yeah, just like yeah. what he said. So he said, yeah, we could end up we could end up with it, yeah. He might be the Loki who ended up in, yeah. in the void. Yeah. Yeah. Loses his hand to uh, Alligator Loki. <laughs> I want to see more of Alligator Loki. I'm all about that. I do. Um, kids, what are we watching tonight? Said, definitely an interesting story, which is the point but not a great episode. Wasn't a, van, a fan of the villain either. So, yeah, I, I, like, can, I, I can get it. that. I can, I can get yeah, it. You I, were, yeah. I don't think it was the strongest option. It was a good, it was a good twist, but I just, I don't know. It, it just seems a little bit too old mammy to be able to pull something See, like that off. Yeah, but he's Ant Man. He's like he's got the yellow jacket suit, and he's he's super strong. I was I I would agree with that up until the point where Michael Douglas sort of got going. I was disappointed where I, I as I said I thought it must be somebody else. There must be something more to this, but I don't know. Yeah. That shit crazy Michael Douglas. Oh, not Michael Douglas. Bad shit crazy Hank Pym. Oh, Michael Douglas. That would have been a good bad guy. But yeah, bad shit crazy uh, Hank Pym. I thought that was quite good. He's all, he's a bit. He's a bit nuts anyway, isn't he? So it's not it's not a massive reach to to he make him totally go down this route. This. He was totally insane. 
Do you know when yeah, but the, he was he was 99% insane in Ant-Man and in Ant-Man too. You know the drawing of his face though at that scene when it was close up. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? Um Cruella de Vil in 101 Dalmatians. I haven't seen that for it's years. Like the, the eyes. I, I don't if anybody understands what I'm saying, it's like the eyes. It's when Cruella's like going absolutely crazy towards the end, and it's crazy just, eyes. Yeah, yeah, and it just reminded me of that when I when I was looking at him. Anyway, okay. Uh, Peacemaker said. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. You Peacemaker, said it. Peacemaker said the episode was the best of the three so far. My jaw dropped so many times, but I do feel the twist was a bit too obvious. I figured out who it was halfway through. This episode once again made me think these would have been better or released at once. I don't know what to expect. You see. It's weird because Peacemaker saying he knows what, it, what, what to expect. He, was, he figured it out. And then there's people going, no idea. I had no idea. I had, I no, had idea. no idea uh, at all. Peacemaker is the world's greatest detective, though, clearly, because yeah. I was not on top of that at all. I, but at the same time, I can get how I can get, maybe if I'd heard things right and I'd heard it, it's all about hope instead of uh, it's all about Hulk. Maybe I'd have got onto the fact that it was on him a little bit earlier. But, uh, yeah, I think I heard, I saw some people saying that even when Betty Ross said that something, if there's been a projectile out of the syringe rather than it being uh, poison that had killed Tony, a few yeah. people online said that they got onto it at that stage. Um, so I can, I can sort of get it, but yeah, uh, yeah, I didn't, until I saw Hank Pym, didn't even think of him, didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. We then had Kenneth, brutal stuff on the Avengers body count. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, Betty Ross cameo was really cool. Just realised how much I missed Phil Coulson in MCU. It's a lot. Um, yeah. The Hulk, the Hulk is hot. Need to see more of that Hulk in the MCU. And this episode was fantastic. Great twist at the end. Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. I like it. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. Yeah. I like the fact that people are liking this one, and I like the fact again that we've got such a mix. Yeah. Some people saying they don't like it. It's the five percent of people in the poll saying that they absolutely hated it. And then we've got Kenneth, and I think we had Paul as well. You said yeah. giving it like a nine out of ten. I think I, I love how divisive this series is. I do I enjoy it. Not that I'm just after controversy, but I, I like how it's got people thinking different things. So then we've got Kick at G Jones. Absolutely awesome. The humor was great. The jokes about Thor's hair. Loki was fabulous as yes. always. Hank commenting on how spry Fiori was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, yeah, the the, the Thor hair, the Thor hair stuff was really good. So Again, so so silly and obvious jokes, but yeah. I think Clark Craig, Clark Craig <laughs> nailed it. The execution was perfect, wasn't it? So yeah. Um, so we then got James saying, um, to be honest, I think it's the weakest episode so far. I like the idea, but felt, but it felt a bit. This happened, and then, and then, and then. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> I feel like the woman off um, Dude, Where's My Car? <laughs> Dude, Where's My Car? And then, and then. And then, and then, and then. And then. <laughs> Sorry. And then this also happened. And then it was spoiler all along, despite no real setup or payoff. Um, and then there was somebody who commented afterwards saying, uh, Beth, saying, yeah, I thought the concept was sound, but same as the comment above. The payoff of the villain wasn't great. In fact, my other half predicted who the bad guy was very quickly. Great to see Nick Fury come into his own a bit more, though. Yeah, it was good yeah. to see Nick Fury, but I, 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 I still can't 100% get how people have, have got onto it so quickly. But yeah, well, well, well done if you have. I, I don't know. I think I don't 100% agree with it. I think, I mean, I enjoyed it. We're all going to like different things, as we said, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I liked, 
as I said, it would have been great if we had longer, longer for it. But it's yeah. the fact that they've had to cram it all into twenty minutes, minutes or something like that. Yeah. It, it it was gonna feel very, 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 very quick moving. And again, it, it's the third episode in, and we've you know it's we're constantly getting people saying pacing issues, basically. And yeah, it's going to happen, but I think we need to get over the pacing issues now because it's, yeah. it's twenty eight minutes. We know we know they're going to try and cram tons into it. It's not like if it was a 28-minute episode, but there was one over, you know, one huge story arc going through the, the whole thing, you could get away with it, but you're not. Yeah. It's, it's, they're all individual stories. We're, we just need to sort of get, and you know. They'll pack it in. They'll pack it all yeah, in. We just, yeah. need to, we just need to accept that they're going to they're gonna fly through these episodes and enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. Um, and then finally from Geeky Nate, we have a what-if question. And it's what Ooh, if, we haven't had one of them yet for a while. What if Cap never plummeted into the ice and survived after defeating Red Skull? Oh, so Cap has... So he survived anyway, didn't he? But he's... So he's basically been awake the, the entire time. Yeah. So he'd be... How much of a difference? Old Cap that we saw at the end of Endgame in real time. I don't know. I think... I think we'd have, I think if that had happened, we'd have Steve potentially being quite high. We'd have loads. Okay, I keep in my head. I know this isn't great listening, podcast listeners. Sorry. I keep going down one route in my head and then jumping off. So the things that I'm thinking are we wouldn't have a United Avengers team because I think Cap did a lot to bring them together yeah. in the Avengers movie. And I think it, we'd probably be going down the route of this what if episode to a degree, but instead yeah. of them, which is what, the way we thought, I thought it was going to go rather than them all dying, them just not being one United team. So I think we'd potentially have that. But then I thought, would Cap even, even be about, or would they have got rid of him? Because I thought, well, maybe he'd be running shield at this point, or he'd be extremely high up in shield. But then you've got yeah. to remember Hydra, were, Hydra have been running shield for years so Hydra would have got rid of him very quickly but then yeah. would Hydra have been running shield or would Cap have sort of stopped yeah, that, that years and years on. ago yeah so I think I don't think Cap would have gone on to it no. I don't think Cap would have gone on to the fact that shield were running it because he only sort of got onto it in Winter Soldier when Black Widow and Nick Fury helped him figure yeah. out that that it, that they were running it, and Nick Fury is obviously didn't figure that out until Winter Soldier. So I think they would have bumped Cap off. So I think there would be, we wouldn't have a Cap now. He'd still be dead at some point, and I feel like that would have had massive ramifications for the MCU. Yeah. Hydra wouldn't have been brought down because Cap brought down Hydra. So that would that wouldn't have happened. Hydra would still be running Shield, and as a result, we wouldn't have our United Avengers. Which would probably mean that when Thanos then decided to try and take over the uh, the the universe, or not take over, but destroy half the universe, yeah, he would have won, and there would have been nobody to there would have been nobody to defeat him. What do you yeah. reckon? Or have I just hit that perfectly? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't like giving you points. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. I can good. tell by the look on your face. You're like shit. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's no, it's, it's yeah. I, th- I mean, it it can just go off into so many different directions, can't it? That's the thing. Yeah, there's literally yeah. so many variables. 
when, when you... And that's the beauty of what if, that tiny yeah, little yeah. thing. How, how many different avenues it could, it could go down, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that's my, that's my answer. And Anthony, Anthony, reluctantly, I can tell by the look on his face, you agree with me, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go on then. Well, give me this. Give me a win, Anthony. Right, should we do... Um, thank you, everybody, for the, uh, for the thoughts and tonight for the what-if scenario this week. Yeah. Should we do, should we do wrap-up? Let's do it. Thanks for listening to the show and don't forget to come back next week for our review and recap of What If Episode 3, which is probably going to be the Party Thor episode. Uh, you can find all our episodes at thatsuperherothing.com along with all of our social media links. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. On the website, you can also sign up for our email newsletter where you receive new episode alerts, news on upcoming shows, and some behind-the-scenes looks at the show. You can contact us on any of our socials and submit thoughts and theories for next week's Podfans Assemble. If you've enjoyed the show, please do consider rating and reviewing the show on Apple iTunes. Uh, it really does help us get seen and noticed by more people and sort of move up the rankings so more people will listen to the show. Also, if you enjoy the show, thank you again for listening and for all your support. As we said at the start of the show, we do have the Patreon releasing on the 1st of September. All the links to that will be on socials and will be on the website and we'll just keep plugging it like every week. Yeah. <laughs> tell me to go and check on the Patreon. When we update it, we'll let you know what new things are going on there. Yeah. Uh, as I said, we'll be putting, um, I think one thing we didn't say before, we're going to put outtakes on there. We say that because we've just had loads and we've edited them out. That's, that's, the, that's, <laughs> the, thing about this. <laughs> that's the thing about this show. But yeah, all that sort of stuff will be on there too. Cannot wait to share all the stuff we've <laughs> we've done so far for it with you guys and all the outtakes as well. Uh, other than that though, that is everything from me. Thanks very much. We'll see you next week. Cheers guys. Bye-bye.